Hey everyone, this is Joseph Bosco, pastor of Highway Church. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. You know, all of us need the right kind of voices in our lives. Voices that inspire us to know the one who made us. Voices that awaken our divine destiny and reveal to us the goodness of God. Well, that's what this ministry is all about. So enjoy the message. last week called Taking Possession. And we're going to begin a new series this week called Walking by Your Spirit. All right, Walking by Your Spirit. This is something many believers are unfamiliar with. Uh, Many believers are, are walking by their intellect or by their feelings or by their body, the way their body feels. All right, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do our best to, to lift you up and to help you start walking by your spirit, not by your soul and not by your body, all right? We said several times in our series, Taking Possession, which is our theme for the year, that we must be spiritually minded if we're going to live the abundant life Christ came to give us, all right? Well, walking by the spirit and spiritually minded go together, all right? So if we want to take possession of the healing that belongs to us, that already belongs to us, we just need to get in and drive it, right? If we want to take possession of the righteousness we have, the peace we have, the love, the joy, the provision of God for our lives, we've got to be spiritually minded, and we've got to walk by our spirits, all right? Now, I'm going to explain this as we go. We're going to take our time. But I, remember, we're not here to, uh, to practice a tradition. We're here to grow in our intimacy with Christ and experience Him more in our daily lives. Okay? So, so participate with me as the Holy Spirit ministers to all of us through the Word of God. All right? This is for all of us. We're all going to be transformed this morning. We're all leaving here stronger with a greater understanding of who we are and our intimacy with Him and all that He's done for us and who He is. All right? So walking by your Spirit is a major change in all of our MOs. Right? It's a major change because we were not used to that prior to Christ. You say, what are we talking about walking by our spirits? We we know at Highway, but we need to grow in it and continue to talk about it, that you actually are a spirit. I'm a spirit. You're a spirit. I'm not a pepper. You're not a pepper. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? Anybody like Dr. Pepper? Here, all right. Actually, you're a spirit, okay? I do like Dr. Pepper. But I am a spirit, and you're a spirit. And that can even sound strange to you. Online, that can sound strange to you. What do you mean I'm a spirit? Well, if, if, if we could peel back this body and the physical part of you, the real you would be there. But the thing is, we can't see spiritual things with our physical eyes. There is an invisible realm called the realm of the spirit. The Bible talks a lot about the spirit realm. People who who don't know of it, it sounds almost like a fairy tale to them or foolishness to them, and I understand that, but it's more real and more powerful than anything you've ever experienced in the natural realm. 
The spirit realm is where all the power is. But the truth is God made us in his image. And in John chapter 4, Jesus said God is spirit. He's a spirit. You were made in the image of God. You were made a spirit. Okay? And attached to your spirit is what the Bible calls your soul. They're not the same thing. The world interchanges those terms. Spirit, soul, same It's not the same thing. Your soul is equipment that God has attached to your spirit. Your emotions, your will, your, your, your mind, your intellect has been attached to your spirit. But those things are tools. It's equipment that you have, but they are not who you are. That means you can feel something, but that doesn't mean that's who you are. Our feelings are in the realm of the soul. Our emotions and our feelings are in the realm of the soul. And they can always be changed by the Spirit. Always. No matter how bad it might seem, your feelings, the way you feel, will always give way to the realm of the Spirit, to your spirit. Because your spirit is infinitely more powerful than your feelings if you're in Christ. All right? So you are a spirit. You have a soul, which are tools or equipment, okay? Your, your, your will, your emotions, your mind, okay, is attached to your spirit. And then your spirit, which has this equipment, these tools, is living now in a mortal, a physical body. It's so important to understand this, and as you go through each day, be aware of this so that you can walk by your spirit and not by your soul and not by your body, okay? Now, what happened to mankind? Well, the first man that was ever created listened to the wrong voices in his life. He put his faith in Satan, the prince of darkness, And as a result, he rejected God and separated himself from God. When he separated himself from God, when he put his faith in Satan, his spirit, which he was living by, died. In other words, it didn't stop existing. It became a slave to his soul and to his body. So now instead of man living by his spirit, His soul and his body were now controlling him. And that's the condition I was in before I received Christ. That's the condition all of us are in before we receive Christ. Our soul and our body control us and our spirit is weak. It cannot overcome your soul and your body. Now, willpower can be strong to a point. It can get you to a point, but it will never get you where your spirit can get you. So you can do a lot by willpower, but when you see what your spirit can do, you're going to be like, willpower, are you kidding me? Okay? So man, the best they can do is they try and really get strong-willed and, and overcome things with willpower, but it, it just doesn't, it doesn't cover everything. You get strong in one area with your willpower, and all of a sudden something over here creeps up, right? And, so, and a leak pops out over there. You need the spirit, your spirit to be made alive through faith in Christ. That's what being born again is okay so prior to Christ my spirit was a slave to my feelings to my to my intellect to my body whatever I felt that's what that's what I did right I just 
I, had, I just went with, the, with my soul and my body. When I put my faith in Christ, and if you put your faith in Christ during this service, this is what happened. The moment I put my faith in Christ, the Holy Spirit comes to live in me and makes my dead spirit alive. And your spirit, Jesus called it being born again. Your spirit is made alive, is resurrected, regenerated, however you want to think of it. It's made alive and it's born again. And now your spirit can now control your soul and your body. But you've got to understand these things. You've got to renew your mind to these truths. You've got to realize I'm not living by my soul and body anymore. And you've got to renew your mind with the truths of the Scriptures so that you can know you're a spirit and walk, make decisions from your spirit, not from your soul and not from your body. Okay? We're walking by our spirit. Now, man, he exalts the soul and the body because that's all he knows. So it's all about, you know, soul and body. He doesn't understand the spirit. Man doesn't understand that he is a spirit or that there is a spirit realm. And if they try and understand that apart from Christ, they're going to get into darkness and confusion. That's what cults are. That's what the religions of man are. They're confusion. All right? Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Verse 12, when you begin walking by your spirit in your life, it's, it's like you're a new person. Well, it's not like it. It is. You are a new person. This is why 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creature. You are made to walk by your spirit. Your spirit is to be the part of you that leads you. Well, your spirit is who you really are. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. Now, this is being written to people who are already born again. But why is he writing this to them? So they can learn and grow in the reality of who they now are. Right? You had to learn your identity when you were a child. Right? You learned. How did you learn your identity? Because you were around your family. Right? You, you woke up and there's mom and dad or... Uh, you know, you're in, you're in the same room, you, get, you go down, you have breakfast, and, and you get to see your kitchen, you get to see your living room, you get to know your home, and what that, all that builds an identity in you. You start to know who you are by the people you're around before you can even talk, right? This is why you want to spend time with Christ so that your identity rises to the surface because as you get to know him, you'll start to understand who you are. And that's why you want to spend time with people who know Him, with people who are full of the Holy Spirit and growing in Him and pursuing Him. Because as you spend time with them, your identity will rise to the surface. That's why you want to be at highway regularly. Your identity has increased significantly by coming here each week. It's very important. And then your, your parents will start saying your name. They'll start calling you by name, right? Come here, Joey. Joey! Joey, right? <laughs> and you get to know your name, right? So the scriptures are given to us so that we will know our identity, so we realize who Jesus is, 
what he's done for us and who we are in him. So 1 Corinthians chapter 2, written to born-again people, says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world. So there are other types of spirits. There are spirits of darkness, spirits of confusion, spirits of anxiety, spirits of fear, spirits of darkness, and you can't medicate them away. The only way to, to get free from them is through faith in Christ. Hallelujah. That we might know, not wonder about, or be unsure of, but we might know, be certain of the things that are truly, or excuse me, freely given to us of God. That word know is an experiential term. In other words, that we might personally experience the things that are given to us. All right? Verse 13, which things also we speak. God, you're so good. I don't know, I'm just having a little party on the inside, so you'll have to pardon me. <laughs> which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches. So important. But which the Holy Ghost teaches. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual, verse 14, but the natural man, the one who's, who's a slave to their soul and body, receives not the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him. There was a time in my life this was all absolutely foolishness. I would have been out the door already. I would have been laughing at you all, saying, what a bunch of nuts. Yeah, because it was foolishness to me. I didn't understand any of this stuff. I would all thought you guys were, how my mom used to say it, three sheets to the wind. I don't even know what that means, but off your rocker, right? Not playing with a full deck. But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. Wow, this is powerful, isn't it? So the natural man looks at, at spiritual things as foolishness as wrong, as strange, as foreign. But us as believers, this is where we live. We're spiritual people. Now, I think all of us, have, to some degree or another, have kind of a distorted view of what spiritual is because we've watched a lot of movies and spiritual things are kind of, uh, I don't know, creepy or weird in the movies, right? Because that's what man thinks of spiritual. But it's, that's not, the, there, are, there are creepy spirits, there are weird spiritual things, but the Holy Spirit is, there's nothing creepy about it. The things of God are not creepy at all. They are warm, inviting, refreshing, uh, recreational, uh, producing life. <laughs> I could go in so many directions here, I'm just listening to the Holy Spirit. Why did I say recreational? Have you read Matthew 11, 28 through 30 in the Amplified Translation? Jesus says, uh, my yoke is wholesome. See if I can remember it in the Amplified. Useful, good, not harsh, hard, sharp, or pressing. Um, it produced, let's see, it, uh, I think it's in verse 28. It says, I will ease and relieve and refresh your soul. Yeah. Um, take up all the yoke as I bet I'm going to have to pull it up. But it's the, it, I don't know if it's verse 28, 29, or 30, but it says, I will uh, give relief, refreshment, recreation to your soul. The word recreation is in there. What is that from? Recreating. 
right? I will, I will restore you and make you new. That's what re- recreation, recreating. God wants to give you recreation in your life. Isn't that good? Hallelujah. Recreate. Yeah, when you get away from everything and you just kind of do something different, it refreshes you, doesn't it? Hallelujah. Well, his yoke does that. It refreshes us. God is good. I'm not going to go back to Matthew. I just a little side note there, but let's keep going. Okay, it is. Oh, you guys are good. There you go. Relief and ease and refreshment. That's what I was trying to say. Relief and ease and refreshment and recreation and blessed quiet for your souls. What is that? Verse 29. Yeah. That's so good. Isn't that good? That's what, that's what walking with Jesus produces. So I brought all of that up because that's, that's the, the things of God. They're not weird. They're not creepy. They're not foreboding. They're, they're refreshing. They're, they recreate. They restore. They inspire. They invigor. Okay? They, they, they motivate. They move you forward. So getting to know the Holy Spirit is wonderful. Nothing weird about that. Now, it might be un, unfamiliar to us because we haven't cultivated this, but we're going to cultivate it more and more in our lives, all right? So the realm of the Spirit and your true identity, listen to me, cannot be understood apart from Christ and the Word of God. So important. You can't walk by the Spirit consistently, accurately, apart from a relationship with Jesus Christ. You can't do it. You'll end up being led by other spirits, spirits of darkness that will pose as angels of light. That's how every cult was formed. They listened to different spirits. They were trying to be spiritual, but they weren't in Christ. They didn't know the Holy Spirit, so they listened to other spirits. There are other spirits out there, and when you receive the Holy Spirit and you start learning the Word, you'll see very clearly how they operate. All right? So you can't understand and walk in your true identity. You can't walk by the Spirit apart from a relationship with Christ. Cannot be done because he gives you the power to do it. He, he resurrects your spirit. His resurrection life gives you the power to live with your spirit in control, not your soul and not your body. All right? Let's take a look at this in John chapter 6. Are we okay this morning? Are we doing good? Come on, this is good stuff. We're, we're in the fundamentals of walking with Him, and it's so good. And we're going to get into some stuff. I, 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 it's going to be good. Oh, God just encouraged me on the inside. I'm so thankful for His Holy Spirit. John 6, 63. Now, Jesus walked by His Spirit, Okay? And uh, contrary to what you may see in some movies, I remember a movie on TV some time ago, they were showing Jesus as a little boy, and he looked at someone, and that person was healed. Well, that wasn't true. Jesus didn't do any miracles until he was baptized and received the Holy Spirit, until he started his ministry, all right? He needed the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was the marker of his ministry. Acts chapter 10, 38 says that Jesus was anointed, right, with the Spirit of God and with power, and he went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed of the devil. The Holy Spirit is the marker of our lives. It's what sets us apart from every other quote-unquote spiritual endeavor. 
Not it, he. But it meaning this dynamic of our lives, the Holy Spirit. He's a he, he's not an it. He's the third person of the Godhead. All right? So Jesus walked by his spirit, and Jesus is our example in this, all right? And in John 6.63, he makes it very plain, as he always does. He says, it is the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Jesus' entire frame of reference was from the spirit realm. Not fortune tellers, not, that, not dark spirits, but from the person of the Holy Spirit, from God his Father, all right? Now look at that same verse in the New Testament in modern speech translation. Verse 63, it says, it is the Spirit which gives life. Now you say, why is that S a lowercase? Well, in some translations, they'll capitalize that S. But in the Greek, there are no capitals. So the, the translators have to discern, is he talking about the Holy Spirit or is he talking about our spirit? Well, because of religious tradition, anytime they see the word spirit, they capitalize it. It's got to be the Holy Spirit. got to be the Holy Spirit. But if you get to know the Scriptures, you say, wait a minute, that's not talking about the Holy Spirit. Of course the Holy Spirit gives us life, but Jesus is talking about your spirit is where the life is. In other words, walking in the Spirit is where the life is. It's not your brain. It's not your soul. It's not your body. It's your spirit that gives life. Now, obviously, apart from the Holy Spirit, that can't happen. But he's, he's, he's pinpointing where the life is. I want you to see that. So some translations don't capitalize that, and I think that's more accurate. All right? It is the spirit which gives life. The flesh confers no benefit whatever. Your soul and body confer no benefit on you, whatever. I've had people get offended when I talk like this. Well, I like my soul and my body. Well, I'm not knocking it. You just got to keep it in its place. We're not putting anybody down. We're just recognizing the proper order of how we're made to function. So Jesus, who's our Lord, he says the flesh confers no benefit, whatever. Wow. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit. See, he's not talking about the Holy Spirit. He's just talking about the, the quality, the ingredients of what I've given you is spirit. Are you with me? Yes. Is spirit and it's life. The words I, I speak to you, spirit words, so that you can receive them with your spirit and walk by your spirit and live the abundant life I came to give you. Now look at this in the Passion Translation. Same verse. That which is of the natural realm is of no help. <laughs> I'm just going to follow Jesus. I don't know about you. I'm going to follow him. huh? Do you get offended when you read the words of Jesus? Embrace him. Just, just he's Lord. Might as well just embrace everything he says, right? In fact, if I don't, then he's really not my Lord, is he? Right? So we eat up what he says. We, we eat it up. We meditate on it. We speak it. We hear it. We deliberately uh, m learn it and grow in it. He says that which is of natural realm is of no help. <laughs> the words I speak to you are spirit and life, 
But there are still some of you who won't believe. All right, can we put our seatbelts on? Now, you may have believed some things in your life, I know I sure did, that weren't true. In fact, I can say confidently we all have. But there's a lot of things that are accepted as truth that are absolutely false. In fact, there's this idea, uh, given, again, because people haven't uh, meditated in what Christ has done and in what Christ has said, there's this idea out there that the Bible and science are contradictory. That they're at odds with each other. And you either got to be, you know, believe in science or you got to believe in Jesus and the Bible. But actually, that's not true at all. Did you know that the Bible and true science are in perfect agreement? True science. I didn't say everyone in the field of science, but true science. What is science? It's the, it's the study of the physical realm by observation and experiment. That's what science is. It's people studying this physical realm which is of no benefit whatsoever, Jesus said. Um, studying this physical realm, and he, come on, let's grow, let's grow. Didn't we not just read that? The natural realm is of no help. So many are looking to the natural realm. Now, we're comparing this to spiritual help. When you compare the two, it's, it's, there's no comparison. So the Bible and true science are in perfect agreement. But what has the enemy done? He's tried to shame you from reading your Bible and from believing your Bible. But if you actually study it out, and many, 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 many have, many have set out to try and disprove the Bible. And as a result, they became believers in Christ. Because the, the actual physical evidence for this book is overwhelming. There is no other book in history that even comes close to the evidence for this book. Even the writings of Shakespeare or Plato or Socrates, not even close to the evidence of this book. And people don't question their writings at all. But the Bible has way more manuscripts to validate its authenticity than Shakespeare does. Well, I mean, not even close. But we've heard things, we've been told things that have, have given us a hesitation when it comes to the words of Christ. And one of them is, is that if you believe the Bible, you're ignorant. Remember, the things of the Spirit are foolishness to the natural man. But actually, if you'll study history, the greatest uh, scientists were men of faith. Historically. They had a reverence for God. They recognized that creation was made by God. Stay with me. Does this hurt a little bit? So true science, I think, is great. I think it's a wonderful thing to, to appreciate and learn God's creation. All right? Now, there was a, a demonic philosophy that a, that a man promoted called evolution years ago. A man by the name of Darwin. He was a very intelligent man. But he was a man whose spirit was dead. So I'm going to read some things, which you may have not, that are very relevant to today, just a little bit. Because you may not realize 
this idea that man evolved from a, a cell or amoeba or pond scum or however you want to say it by a big explosion in the universe doesn't make any logical sense. Science does not support it in any way. There is no scientific evidence for evolution. Zero. Yet it is, it is forced upon society by people in that field, not everybody. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of, of, of excellent scientists who, who realize that uh, what God said is true. In fact, if you want to understand this natural realm, the best way to do it is to study the Lord. Okay? You'll see things you could never see through a microscope. All right? Stay with me. Not trying to put anyone down. We're talking about philosophies, ideas, and walking by the Spirit. Now, what's wrong with this idea of evolution? Well, and I say this regularly. You know, I can walk over here uh, to my microphone. And this is a Shure uh, Beta 58. Good microphone, okay? But you, you can, maybe you've never sung in a microphone before. You want to put this thing on, Adam? We'll just put it on. So there you go. See, that's how the microphone works. That's, that's what I'm talking through that, and it's doing something in my mouth. So you can ask me a lot of questions about this microphone. You say, well, you know, what brand is it? It's made by Shure. Okay, what model is it? It's a Beta 58. You know, we can take the top cover off and look at all the components. We can, re okay, why is it connected? We can learn about why this cable is connected here and how the acoustic sound waves of my voice go into this manufactured tool and it gets converted into digital, right, through this digital stage box and it comes out these speakers and becomes acoustic waves again. We could talk about all that stuff for a long time. But there's one question you would never, ever ask me about this microphone. What is that question? Yeah. Did someone make that? Or did it just evolve? And I'd, let's just be honest. You would never ask that. What would happen if we had 20 people up here and we're all asking these questions and someone raised their hand and says, um, I have a question. Did someone make that microphone? That would be a dumb question. Right? It wouldn't ever even come up. It's so, it doesn't make any sense. Why would we not ask that someone make this? It, it couldn't be more obvious, right? Well, this is just a phone. Even this little pick holder. Look at the design of this. It's got a little ridge to hold the picks. You know, it's got this gripping uh, part. It's made to fit on a mic stand. It's just made for what it's doing. This, this phone holder. You know, the, this mic stand, these cables, this music stand, my, my effects pedal, this carpeting, this screen. I mean, it's obvious. We'll never ask, did someone make it? We want to know who made it because maybe we want to get one, right? So, but when it comes to human beings, we are infinitely more uh, designed than any piece of technology you've ever seen or heard of. So to look at a human being like yourself in the mirror and think that you weren't created by someone doesn't make any sense. But see, there are those who want you to believe they know better. And you, they want you to believe their, their foolishness, that you evolved. You can look in the mirror and see you didn't evolve. Are you with me? 
Transfer this simple little example to you. You wouldn't say that about a microphone. Well, don't think that about yourself. Um, did someone make you? Dumb question. There are dumb questions. That'd be one of them. Okay? Of course. I know someone made me. I, I may not know who made me, what brand I am, right? I may not know the nature of the one who made me, but that I've been made by someone, it couldn't be more obvious, just by looking at yourself and myself. Are you with me? We're talking about walking by the Spirit. You've got to get rid of goofy thinking if you want to walk by the Spirit. Okay? So we're walking by the Spirit, and just by looking in the mirror, we see that we were made by someone. It wasn't our mom and dad either. Okay? Because someone made them. All right? Now, you may have a question mark about who made me. What is the nature and will of the one who made me? I understand that. That's a good question. So we, knowing that, that we're made is obvious. Knowing the nature of the one who made us is not obvious because we've all sinned, fallen short of the glory of God. We're living in a fallen world. So if you want to know the nature of the one who made you, you've got to look at Jesus Christ and understand that the one who made you is good. And he made you to be whole and to prosper and he loves you. And he gave his son Jesus for you so that you would become the real you. Are we doing okay? So how does this play out in our everyday life in 2022? Do you know the man, and I wanted you to hear me, the man who, who, who promoted this idea or the one we attribute to it. It was in the earth before him, but he gets most of the credit for him. That Darwin, who promoted the theory of evolution, let me read to you what he said about Negroes and, and, and Australian Aborigines. This is the same one. This is evolution, folks. He said that the Negro and the Australian, the Aborigine, are more of a subspecies, somewhere between Caucasians and apes. How you doing? Still want to believe evolution? This is what the, the founder said. This is from his descent of man. His, his views led him to believe that man was also superior to women. This is what evolution is. And this is what is being pumped into our kids. Not my kids, but the kids who are in public schools. And, and, and just about you know, so many movies that you watch, it's just interwoven into it. This idea that we've evolved from lower species. Listen to me again. This man, Darwin, who's accredited for this, he thinks that, that people with dark skin are closer to apes than, than people with lighter skin. Is that truth? That's evil. Hello. I get a kick out. I go someplace, I have to fill out a form, and I have to write or check the white box on it. Are you white or black? Now listen. Well, you can't tell. Let me see. Is this something white? This piece of paper would be white. Well, you can't tell in this light. I'm not white. I mean, give me a break. I got a little bit of color, don't I? Right? In fact, I've never met a white person. I've never met a black person. Never in my life have I met a white or a black person. And I've met a lot of people all around the world from all kinds of different nations. Everyone I've met has some kind of color to their skin. Are you with me? White is the absence of color. Now, I'm, I'm pretty pale, but I, I got a little bit of tinge in there somewhere. Help me out a little bit, somebody. Right? 
But listen to me, the idea that we would look as pe- at people as white or black is ignorance. Yes, it is. It's ignorance. The Bible doesn't do that. The Bible looks at people as nations, tribes, and tongues. What nation are you from? What tribe do you belong to? What tongue do you speak? That's how we look at people. What nation are you from? Why is this important? There's something out there being promoted. Uh, They're calling it critical race theory. What is it? It's, 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 It's promoting division, hatred, and racism. That's exactly what it's doing. It's saying that, that these people are bad because of their skin color and these people are better because of their skin color. Now, I, when I meet someone, I want to know where they're from. I appreciate their skin color, and every one of us has a different shade of color to our skin. To me, it's all beautiful because we're all made in the image of God, right? But the surface doesn't tell me a whole lot about a person. As believers, we're looking at the heart. We want to know what's the content of their character. In fact, one of my heroes, Martin Luther King Jr., said he dreamed of a, of, a, of a country where people would be judged not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. We're talking about walking by the Spirit. The Apostle Paul said it this way, from now on we judge no man after the flesh. Why? Because we're spirits. We look at the inside, right? So we realize every human being was created by God in the image of God. We're walking. See, to walk by the Spirit is to treat everyone like God treats them. Are you with me? We doing okay? is to treat everyone like God treats them. I'm not I'm going to go too fast here. I'm just listening on the inside. See, this idea of, of critical race theory says that, the, that the, um, the key to understanding society is by objectifying uh, people based on their race. So you can just look at a person and already put them in a box. That's foolishness. There's no truth in that. I've met all kinds of people, and I've met people who, who totally surprised me after I started talking to them. If I just would have looked at them, I would have thought one thing of them. If I started talking, I was like, wait, this is a whole different person. I had no idea. They didn't look like a person who would have enjoyed these kind of things. Right? They didn't look like a person who would like tacos, but they like tacos. Or that likes this kind of music, but they like... So you, you've got to get to know somebody. Are you with me? So these things like evolution, critical race theory, uh, the idea of looking at people, are they black or white? That's all ignorance. That's foolishness. The Bible doesn't speak in those terms because the Bible is spirit. Jesus said, the works I speak to are spirit. God is not going to start talking foolish. Uh, he just he can't do it. Everything he speaks is truth. All right? This goes right along with a number of other things. So if I start to think that I've evolved from an animal, I'm going to start acting like an animal. And then I'll just say, well, that's, just, that's where I came from. 
You know, I'm just, the animals do it. Why don't, shouldn't I do it? And all of a sudden, my identity now, instead of being in the one who made me, it's now in these furry creatures, <laughs> you know, that live in a forest or in the ocean or somewhere. And now I'm starting to think of myself as an animal. We're talking about walking by the Spirit. Nothing is more relevant than knowing who you are in Christ to your daily life. So I'm bringing this up because the world is pumping out these philosophies like never before. And actually, if you'll trace critical race theory, it goes back to Marxism. It's this idea that we've got to blame a particular race of people and get rid of them. Do you know what's to blame for, for, for true racism? Sin. It's sin. For me to look down on anyone else is sin. Pure and simple. If we don't call it for what it is, we'll never be free from it. It's sin. For me to hate anyone is sin. For me to think I'm better than someone else is sin. Because of the color of my skin or because of where I come from, whatever. You understand? We're talking about walking by the Spirit. Hallelujah. So you've got to be sharp. You've got to stay with the Word because they are very intelligent people that don't say it like I say it. In other words, they won't present these philosophies in this way like I just did. Their, 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 word, their wording is masterful. And you've got to read it 20 times to even figure out what in the world did they just said. And it's very intelligent. They're, they're very well educated in how to say things. But there's not, no equality in critical race theory. None. Zero. Okay? I, I had someone, and I've heard this over the years, they'll say, do you go to a black church or a white church? I just got to think, what in the world are they talking about? What do you mean? Neither. I mean, we got a brown floor. We got... You got red bricks. I don't know what you're talking about. It's a brick building. Do you see how wrong that thinking is? What are you talking about? We go to a black church or white church. We, we're the body of Christ. I'm coming to learn who I am in Christ. I'm looking for the fullness of the gospel, not a color of a person's skin. I'm looking for the Holy Spirit. I'm looking to grow and have my mind renewed with the truth of the Scriptures, not, not be set at odds against someone because they're a different color of skin than me. Are we awake this morning? Is this hurt? Is this too? Come on. Why am I bringing this up? Because you can get, you can get uh, off course without even realizing it because this stuff is so prevalent in our society. So prevalent. I mean, I'm watching these, uh, you know, we'll be flipping through the channels. I'll watch a little show for kids, and it's just all throughout this little show for kids. It's like, man, this is all false. And you've got people who've gone through formal education and are in positions of authority that are pumping this stuff into the next generation. But we're walking by the Spirit. But I want you to know, walking by the Spirit doesn't mean you're just randomly floating through life. No, it means you know who you are in Christ and that your mind is renewed in the Word of God and that you're acting on what He said and you're actively resisting anything contrary to it. Hello. Hello. God is good. Isn't He good? 
Hallelujah. So don't think like the world thinks. Man, they're so confused. They're, they're, they're lost, and their philosophies produce division and, and, and promote hatred. But the Word of God promotes unity. It promotes love for my fellow man. Why? Well, John 3.16 says, God so loved people that looked like me. Well, what's wrong with me? Uh-uh. No, he loved the world. That doesn't mean the planet. It means people. He loved the people living in this world. How, how, which people? All of them. He gave his son for every person, for every nation, for every tribe, for every tongue. So start looking at the world like God looks at it. You'll, you'll live very differently. Hallelujah. I think in terms of nations. My grandma was from Finland. It's a nation. They drank a lot of vodka and stuff up there. But that's what I think of my relatives growing up. They were just always, you know, they were, you know, they were a mess. But she was, she was a believer. So she, got, she, she helped me out. But uh, my grandpa and then my dad's parents were all from Italy. That's a nation. And they ate spaghetti regularly, right? All kinds of pasta. But those are the nations I was from. But that really doesn't tell you a whole lot about me. That's just where my, my you know, parents and grandparents were from. But that doesn't tell you a whole lot about me. You know, I can write down, uh, I got to write that in on one of the sheets. Instead of white or black, I'll say Italy and Finland. That's not, we don't have a checkbox for that, you know. Oh, boy. Funny. So, we're walking by the Spirit. Look at Galatians 5.25. Isn't God good? Hallelujah. We're walking by the Spirit. Boy, I just want to listen to the Holy Ghost right now. Hmm. I'll tell you, okay, maybe we're not going to get Galatians. <laughs> Let's go back to John 6, 63. That which is of the natural realm is of no help. The words I speak to you are spirit and life, but there are still some of you who won't believe. So I want you to understand, sometimes you may be talking, I'm not against uh, science, true science in any way. What I am against is when someone attempts to use science as a camouflage for ungodly agendas. All right? I'm, I'm against it. Why? Because it, it ruins people's lives. So, for example, we're just, just going to have to stay here, folks. This is, i got to listen to the Holy Spirit. So, for example, if I believe I'm created by God, already my esteem changes. The way I think of myself changes. I'm not an animal. Already I know I have value. If I know that God created me, intrinsically I have value now. Now, just stay with me. I'm just being real with you. I don't know any other way, way to be. But if I believe I've evolved just kind of randomly from who knows what, then what's my value? It's all subjective. What is my value now? And you see, that then plays into how I live and how I look at others. Well, what's the value of Pete if he evolved? 
I don't know. Whatever I think, I guess. Right? What's the value of Jennifer? I, I don't know. She evolved. Who, how do I know? And now we start seeing people as things that evolved. And now human life is not important to us. So now we can just take this whole theory. Now someone gets pregnant. A woman gets pregnant with a human life in their womb. And now I can say, you know what? That's not a human life. It's a thing. Yeah, it's just a clump of, clump of cells. So I don't want the responsibility of that clump of cells. So let's tear that clump of cells out of your body. It's, it's no big deal. It's not like we're created by God or anything. You know, it's just we've evolved and this is part of our evolution. Right? But many people will never put, evolu- never realize that all this, the, the falseness of evolution. Oh, here's another one. Stay with me. Are you going to stay with me? Come on. Can you stay awake? Are we good? So they'll never make the connection between all this stuff being pumped into society, all these, and, 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 and babies being torn out of their womb. They don't see any problem with that. Well, you wouldn't if you didn't know we were created by God. But if you believe you're created by God and you study the reproductive system, true science, and you see how human life is formed, that a flash of light takes place when a human egg and embryo are are united. It's like, whoa, God, you're amazing. And if you've ever been a parent and, and seen your child born, you're like, man, God, I don't have any words to describe how you have designed the human body and this, 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 this I don't have words for it, this, this marriage where men and a man and a woman come together in love and their bodies join, and from that union come new people. Wow. God, you're amazing. You're amazing. And then you appreciate babies. You're like, whoa, God made that. I'm going to do everything I can to help that baby do well in life, even if it's not mine. The baby comes in the room, and I want to help it. I want to do something for it. Why? Because God made that baby. And you want, a, you want a society that protects babies and protects children. Why? Because you know you're created by God and they're created by God. It changes everything, knowing who created you. See, this is not just a difference in opinion. This is a devilish thing that, that has, has attributed to the murder of countless millions. Can I go a little farther? So if you don't know you're created by God and you don't know God created everything else, the universe, then you're going to start to worship it. You're going to start to worship the planet Earth instead of reign over it. Oh, boy. Now listen, there's there's a philosophy called climate change. I want you to hear me. I, I, you know me, I am not a political guy. I'm all about knowing Christ. We're talking about walking in the Spirit, folks. Okay? Now, what is this philo- philosophy? The philosophy is that bad man came along. Mankind came along, and they invented cars, and all the emissions of the cars and the factories have gone into the atmosphere and are ruining the earth. Do you know there is zero scientific evidence to prove that? Zero. Zip. 
In fact, scores of scientists who usually ridiculed and shunned and tried to be silenced. I remember years ago watching a team of scientists do a presentation on climate change. And they said, we have, we have determined through our studies and different specialists in different areas of science and, 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 and geology and studying the earth and the earth's layers and all of that stuff, they said, we have found that the earth goes through heating and cooling cycles about every 500 years, and it's been doing that for thousands of years. Thousands of years? Wait, we haven't had factories for thousands of years. <laughs> we haven't had cars that long. So it has nothing to do with us? No. <laughs> the earth is just naturally goes through these heating and cooling cycles. Yes, climate changes. It was 60 degrees a few days, or 70 degrees up here. Next day it was like 40 here in New England, right? That, that thermometer can jump 50 degrees in a day, no problem. Yeah, that's part of the, the world. Why is that? Because that happened when Adam fell. It's been going on since then. has nothing to do with the car I drive or the factories. Zero. But that has been promoted and taught and commonly accepted by believers. What is the result of that? Now I can pass policies and agendas that will cripple mankind, that will keep mankind from being who God created and prevent them from being productive and doing the things God called them to do with the earth. And now we'll begin to worship the earth. Hello. I'm not saying we shouldn't be good stewards of the earth. We're stewards of the earth, and we should take care of our, of our resources and use them wisely. But this idea that, that we have to have all of these policies and agencies to govern us and, 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 and restrict us from, from utilizing our resources, that's ungodly. Hello. We doing okay? We're talking about walking by the Spirit, by the way. Why am I saying that? Because philosophies will hinder you from walking by the Spirit if they're ungodly. And I brought up some doozies today, yeah. right? Evolution, Darwinism, critical race theory, uh, climate change. All of these are, are religions. Right. Right. They are. That's exactly what they are. They're, they're ways of looking at, at my life and the life of others but they're ungodly, and if you allow that thinking to creep into your thinking, it's going to prevent you from living the abundant life Christ came to give you. Hallelujah. So we're going to have a good time in this series, walking by the Spirit, all right? Hallelujah. We're going to have to end here for today. Father, thank you for this word today. Thank you, Lord, for your love for us. Thank you for opening our eyes to the reality of who you are and what you've done for us. Lord, thank you for your love in us to love one another as you love us. Lord, we recognize as your sons and daughters that every nation, every tribe, every tongue is loved by you. That you gave your son for every human being. That every human being was created by you in your image. So we are a people who value human life above every other type of life because we are the only beings you created in your image. We thank you, Lord, that we're not squirrels, that we're not chipmunks, 
that we're not dolphins, that we're not monkeys, that we're people created in your image. We're so glad we didn't evolve. We're so glad that you purposed to make us and craft us with your skillful hands in our mother's womb, that you wrote down a plan for our lives before that day happened. And Father, I'm praying not only for the highway family, but for your church, the church of Jesus Christ in this nation. Lord, we pray that you would open our eyes to the reality of who you are and what you've done for us through your Son, that we would not go with the world's agenda, but that we would stand on the reality of who you are, that we would treat people as you treat them with your love and generosity and grace. In Jesus' name, amen. God is so good. We want to invite you to continue to grow in the knowledge of His goodness, who He is, what He's done for you, and who you are in Him. Check out our websites at josephbosco.us and highwaychurch.us and begin living the abundant life He came to give you.